DNVR bets daily. RK, Professor Dre, a.k.a. The Math Magician and Dre. I got to tell you, I had to change up the eyewear today. You know, it's not all fun and games all the time around here. You take a loss and you got to change up the glasses. These are not fun glasses. They're studying glasses. I, I got to do some studying. I got to get in the books and yep. I got to win tonight. I, I'm I'm hungry like a wolf <laughs> oh for some wins. So I've got my study glasses on. Nice. Uh, you know, cannot cannot be playing around anymore. You're, you know, I'm back sure. to 500. Yep. And this just simply is not a time for fun and games and jokes. So That's this right. is a very serious episode mm-hmm. for very serious betters. Uh, nice. To make some very serious cash, I just I just gotta tell tell everyone that right Split off the, the bat. stakes. And I changed my attire. I figured after my big wins, going all out on three picks in the KBO, back to five hundred myself. I'd give you a little something to wear some shades for, but no shades for me now. So yeah, well, I thought you I thought you would be coming in with shades. That would have no. kind of like furthered the bit. If I was above 500, then I'll peacock a little That's more true. than this. But we all should have, we all should bring our different swag. I think I, I am not the type of guy to celebrate being 500, and I can appreciate the fact that you are not either. Yes, that's exactly right. But I, I kind of, you know, I woke up this morning, I saw mm. that my LG twins were no longer undefeated. I shed a few tears, and then I thought, you know what, it's, it's kind of BS that Andre picked three games. I'm gonna be honest, you know, I feel like. Should have been a one game type of thing. I put it all on the line, man. I could have, I could have been zero and four today. This was, this was quietly a big night for me. That's true. All right. Well, we'll get into plenty of KBO later. But as always, we start with um, slightly more relevant topics to our viewers, and I think this one's going to be fun. You know, we've basically been going one prop per day here, and we we figured, well, you know. It's a uh, it's Wednesday. Why don't we up the slate a little bit? So we're gonna go over five prop bets on passing yards for young quarterbacks in the National Football League. And I want to start with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, of course, of the Browns, going into year three. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I thought he had a bit of a down year last year. Did not really live up to the hype. And as you see here, the over-under on his passing yards this year, 3,875.5. Now, I when I came into this, I thought, okay, down year last year. So they're going to put him a little above what he did last season. And then I went and looked at what he did last season. 39-27 is what he put up last season based on my research. So my question to you, Dre, is why after a a season of underachieving does the number go down? I believe it's 38-27, but still, I mean, we're right around that. We're right around that point. And I guess his down year was mostly because he threw 21 interceptions to 22 touchdowns. The yards were up. After a phenomenal rookie season where in 14 games he threw for uh, 3,700 yards. So, yeah, it's interesting. But I think a lot of this comes into new offense because he did have Freddie Kitchens his first two years as a Browns quarterback. And they were spreading it out a little more. They gave him a ton of wide receivers. Now we've got more 
that that zone play action heavy run offense that Shanahan Kubiak style offense that us who grew up as Broncos fans have basically grew up on the zone offense basically raised us it's that same offense I think we're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb I don't know how sold this new regime is on Baker I imagine fairly sold but I think they're going to go a little more conservative and I think I like the under here wow our first ever disagreement Mm -hmm. so you were right I gotta leave the research up to you it was 38 27 last season but again I just I thought that they really underachieved and Baker specifically really underachieved um you know you look at how many interceptions he threw last year he threw 21 interceptions and I just look at okay He's got to come back to earth a little bit uh, in terms of interceptions this year. I, I expect that to go down a little bit. And as interceptions go down, opportunities go up, yards go up. So for me, mm, okay. I'm looking at Baker to actually eclipse 4,000 yards this year. Interesting. So you see this as an easy over? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I do. Beautiful. Hey. All right. There it, it is. Our yeah. first disagreement. Anything else you have to say on why you're going under here? No, I mean, I think, you know, he really benefited from maybe a little things being a little more spread out. That's really plays into his skills, get the ball out quickly and then take his shots vertically here where it's more designated half field reads on play action stuff. I don't know if that's his game. I kind of see a bit of an awkward fit with uh, this new regime that's in town for Cleveland. So I think he'll struggle a bit. All right. All right. I like that. You know, maybe we should put our own little side bet on this. Beautiful. Let's do it. All right. Next guy we're going to here, Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones is an interesting case here because Daniel Jones is a guy that we're going to be talking about a lot. And in fact, I'm going to be talking about him a lot when we, uh, spoiler alert, hit Drew Locke down Mm. here at the bottom of this list. And that's how we're going to finish is with Drew Locke's passing yards. But Daniel Jones is at over under 3,800 and a half, Mm -hmm. 3,800 and a half. Now, this is interesting, Andre, because I am a believer that he is a candidate for regression. Yes. But this is, this has the regression baked right into it. He was on pace for a little over 4,000 yards on a 16 game pace last year. So for me, this is a little bit, uh, on the nose, I think, for where he might fall. What do you think? Yeah, I hear, I I like the under here as well. He was flirting right on that line. It all depends because he had like 13 starts, but, um, or 12 yeah, starts, but 13 games. So and he only right. threw three, three, four passes for 17 yeah. yards in that first game. Well, that's fair. I, uh, I screwed him out of an extra start than when I did those projections. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we're either at 3,700 or right around 3,900. I just think, though, as you pointed out in yesterday's show, we started to see the regression towards the end of last year. And you start to wonder, did teams figure him out? And like Baker Mayfield, this will kind of be a theme for a lot of these guys for me. New offense here. New offense, having to learn everything there. And it's a complex offseason to be learning a new offense for these quarterbacks. And, you know, 
But are we going to baby uh, Daniel Jones? Are we going to spoon feed him the RPO looks? All that kind of stuff he benefited from in Pat Shermer's offense last year. I'm not so sure. I think he's uh, I think he's going to struggle. I've never been a believer, and I think um, now's a perfect time to kind of profit off the fact that there are some believers. There's still a little fake hype on Daniel Jones based off that hot start. And I'm um, I'm going to try to mine that market inefficiency there. Well, I, I can't believe I'm the one playing it, uh, conservative oh. here. If if you're asking me, I'm saying stay away from it. Um, I think I think the regression that we're talking about is a little bit baked in there. And I think if he does start 16 games, that the numbers are going to end up being pretty close. So I say stay away. If you did force me to take a bet, I would go the under. But uh, it's not a line. And I thought I would like it when I went into this. The more I looked at it, the more I researched it. I just I didn't feel comfortable with it. OK, next one here. Joe Burrow. And this is a fun one because you've got the number one overall pick here coming in at a pretty lofty number, 3,850.5. We've got an extra eight in there uh, on the graphic. That's okay, though. Uh, you know, 38,000 yards, definitely take the under. <laughs> take the under. 3,800 <laughs> yards is a little bit more of an interesting line to me. And yeah. Here's what I come to when I look at Joe Burrow, 3,850 yards. I look at Kyler Murray last mm, year. Number one overall pick. Thing. Yep. Cliff Kingsbury, air raid offense, yep. should be noted, worst weapons. But yes. with that being said, air raid offense, number one overall pick, threw the ball quite a bit, 37-22. Mm-hmm. 16 Missed starts. It. 16 starts. Missed it by a lot yeah. uh, here, you know, uh, uh, over 100 yards under the mark. I guess it's not really a lot in the grand scheme of things. But again, no, still missed it significantly. Mm-hmm. And but- to me, that's all I need to hear. I'm mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. under here. I'm not the biggest Sam Darnold guy in the world, to be honest. Or sorry, Joe biggest Burrow. Joe Burrow yeah. guy in the world, to be honest. There's a another spoiler alert for another name we're going <laughs> to yeah, talk about really. here in a second. Um I I'm not huge on him. I think it's going to be a tough transition. He he does have good weapons. Definitely has yeah. good weapons. Yeah. He's also in Cincinnati and on a fairly bad football team. So mm-hmm. I think that could give him opportunities to throw the ball a bit more. I also think they're going to protect him, try and ease him in a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they made a big investment here. And for me, I have to say I am going under on this. Yeah, I mean, to take the over would be so bold. It would mean you are projecting Joe Burrow to be at least the fourth highest uh, rookie passing yards of all time. There are only three who've gone over 4,000. I believe that's Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. This would be better than the fourth best and as you said, scheme fit might be a little off. Again, this is a really odd offseason to plug in a first-time starter at quarterback. Uh, new offense, not an offense that's necessarily going to cater to him. And the spread looks similar to what I was saying with Baker. Again, zone heavy. I think you're going to see a lot of run, run-heavy run stuff, just like Nick Chubb's going to take some touches away from Baker in Cleveland. You're going to see the same with Joe Mixon here. Yes, I like the weapons, just like I like them in Cleveland. 
I just think this is way too ambitious. In fact, they're kind of baiting you. I mean, they're really, you'd think this will be almost get corrected by 50, 100 yards in a couple months when people realize, ah, yeah, training camp is really like condensed into two weeks. It's going to be tough for a rookie starter. I'm not even sure it's a guarantee he starts. I mean, obviously without Dalton, he's the leader in the clubhouse, but still it's a rookie. It's the franchise to throw him to the Wolves on that terrible team and what they were last year. Now Dalton in the same terrible offense was on pace for 4,300 last year. So that's the only factor that gives me pause. But everything else just makes me think, yeah, Joe Burrow, this this is too ambitious. You're Ever, don't take the bait. Everyone loves to to thrash Andy Dalton, but we're still talking about a seasoned veteran quarterback oh, right. who was in this first year with an offense, and that's the type of guy that, you know, if you're going to throw him into the wolves in a brand new mm-hmm. offense, no uh, shirt pun intended here, um, you need a seasoned vet to do that. Mm-hmm. I just I think this is like you said, this is a hype bet that they they are banking on LSU fans and Bengals fans and all those people coming in hot on Joe Burrow. So there we go. There's the first one that we both agree on. If I was, you know, the guy getting action or gal at home here, that those would those would be the ones I'm looking for here. The ones that we're both agreeing on, and yep, that's exactly. our first one. So Joe Burrow under thirty eight fifty and a half. And apologies to our graphics crew because I looked at my message and it was me who had the typo. So that's mm. my fault. Anyways, one more here before we get to the Broncos angle. And that's Sam Darnold. Yeah. This is an interesting case. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold over under 35, 59 and a half. Yeah. Now he's going into year three, much like Baker. And he on a per 16 game average mm-hmm. in his first two years has been on an average of 3624 per year nice. 3624 yards per 16 games mm-hmm. so why is this so low is this the rare new york quarterback that's actually being underrated rather than overrated is this east coast bias playing against itself because it almost feels like you know there's this weird narrative around darnold he's with the terrible jets and he he was held out for a couple games last year because of mono and that just all seems so fluky and weird so people just have a weird perception of him but right last season in this adam gase offense first year with that play caller and offensive well head coach uh, he threw he was on pace for 3721 he was the youngest with L- Lamar Jackson of the quarterbacks out of that class that's where i keep projecting more upside you know baker's already like 24 so i'm a little more skeptical sammy d is still coming up i think this is sammy d huh easy uh, yeah there you go yeah not uh, not sunny but sammy d and uh yeah this is an easy over to me again another one where i think we'll see some correction and i'm not scared off because it's the same offense if anything they upgraded their their weapons a little they upgraded the o-line yeah i I don't see the problem here fight fight the sam darnold perception take the over yeah this is um the opposite of joe burrow i think Mm -hmm. where everyone's just kind of forgotten about sam darnold he's not a fun name anymore uh, you know, Adam Gase, really uh, not exciting. Like all these mm-hmm. things just lead me to think, I, I think you can 
fade the public here. We might have lost Ryan there for a second, but yeah, as he was saying, we can fade the public there on Sam Darnold for sure. Uh, just a, an interesting bet. As Ryan gets back on, one that I saw as interesting and we can mention as a, a, a side note as we wait for Ryan. I'm not jumping on, stepping on any toes. The Bengals offense last year under Andy Dalton on pace to pass for 19.7 passing touchdowns. That passing touchdown line is at 21 and a half instead here for Joe Burrow. Again, a little too much hype on the first overall pick. So there's another little side bet I gave out while I waited for you, RK. Oh, what, what, what are we giving out here? I just said even the touchdown line on Burrow seems a little high to me at 21 and a half with Dalton on pace for 19.7 last year. So I take 20. the under on that too. And that's still higher than Drew Locke, man. And I know. That's crazy. That leads us to mm-hmm. by far, by far. And again, you know, I, I feel like I, 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 there might be a Homer perception coming here. I just feel like I'm finding gold mines, and I can't help but tell the people about them. This is by far my favorite of this group, and it's Drew Locke. Drew Locke over under 3,375 and a half passing yards. Mm-hmm. Dre, do you know how many yards per game Drew Locke has to throw for to hit this over? It's like barely, it's under 220 yards per game. It's 210 yards yeah, per game. Easy. 210 yards per game. Do you know where 210 yards per game ranked in the NFL in 2019? 25th in the league? 30th. Wow. It would have been 30th just behind a guy by the name of Joe Flacco and just in front of a guy by the name of Mitch Trubisky. Very nice. Um, you might have just seen my reaction. I thought we messed up another graphic. The graphic is exactly right. Since the time I wrote my notes a couple hours ago to the time we've gone on air, this has jumped by 25 yards. It's gone up. It's gone up. Yeah. Oh, so you had 3350 and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's going up. So good thing we started talking about this now, man, cuz uh you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. We, uh, we, you better jump on it before we even get off this show, guys. Two hundred and ten yards per game. Like, right yeah. when I read that, I'm like, come on, yeah, what's going on here? Now, uh, for full disclosure, he was on pace mm-hmm. based off of his five game sample last yeah. year for three thousand two hundred and sixty four yards, yeah, which would not hit this. But I just, I did a little bit of. Um, gymnastics here and and i guess that's what the haters would call it Mm. and i took out week 13 because andre if you remember week 13 i've never seen a quarterback more shackled i mean the the offensive staff just refused to let drew lock do anything in that game i think he had like 4.6 yards per attempt or just i mean it was everything was short he barely got any opportunities no pushing the ball downfield It, it was It was honestly hard to watch, and they still won the game, so good for them. But if you take out Week 13, his pace goes up to 35-44, and I think that's still low. I mean, honestly, uh, it feels still low to Mm -hmm. me based off of what 
I think this Broncos offense can do this year and the weapons he has around him. And so to me, this is, I mean, again, the world is sleeping on Drew Locke and you have a chance to make money on that. Yes. And why, you know, just to clear up, why are we not pointing out some of the same things that scared us off about quarter young quarterbacks under a new coordinator, for example, as we did with Baker and Daniel Jones, or why we don't mention this different offseason? Well, for one, I think it's more of an apples to apples comparison with Drew Locke because in his rookie year, Again, that was a new offense at the time, and he was on the IR for most of that time, not practicing, not being able to get, you know, it wouldn't have been much different from what he's doing right now from home in learning virtually. Uh, So it's a very comparable situation, learning a new offense. He's at least had a leg up because they announced Pat Shermer months ago, and he's going to have much improved weapons. I just think in general, a much better team which is going to allow for more opportunities for the offense to open up a bit more. And yeah, as you said, it's basically, yeah, when we look at the projections, it's 100 yards short. You're talking about an extra five yards per game compared off a, you know, kind of a fluky uh, five-game stretch in a lot of ways. And you talk about why we aren't pointing out this, that, and the other thing. It's because this number is criminally low. And, you know, the other numbers were reasonable numbers, I think. This one is absolutely just, like I said, it's criminal. It's, it's unbelievably low. You're saying that Drew Locke, surrounded by Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, uh, KJ Hamler, Albert Okwebunam, like, you're telling me that he's not going to be able to get 210 yards per game with those guys? Right. I think that this is one of those ones, and shout out to uh, Felipe out there in Brazil. Nice. We appreciate you tuning in. Mm-hmm. This is one that even more than the touchdowns, I think Drew Locke could just obliterate this line. Right. Well, and the other thing is it's the opposite of what guys like Mayfield and uh, Daniel Jones have. We're going from more of a run-heavy offense to more of a pass-heavy offense. So I think that'll get it baked in. Only quarterbacks who are the lines for passing yards are lower than this, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. So really being slept on here for Drew based off you know what we saw last year which again we know nationally not a lot of people have seen that and that's part of the part of the line being solo here yeah and it's funny i thought i lo- liked the touchdown prop more which is why we went with the top touchdown mm-hmm. prop yesterday i actually like this more and I, I, don't, I don't know what to say i mean like i feel like there's just being money handed out and where i'm just trying cool. to tell people to like go get just go pick it up. It's right there on the ground. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess there is more wiggle room in this one. Even though the projections from last year, unlike the touchdowns, suggest, you know, he was slightly off this pace. But yeah, you're right. There's more wiggle room here. In the end, touchdowns are here. Yeah. less predictable than yards. Mm-hmm. And, and again, sure. I think, you know, I reached out to Zach Stevens as I did yesterday. I said, hey, where would you set it? You know, don't look. Where would you set right, it? He right. said 3,500. And again, you know, that goes on more along the lines of what I said, those last four games when you take out that first shackles game, 35-44 for Drew Locke. That, you know, 3,500 would feel a lot more realistic to me. This is 125 yards underneath that. How high would this have to be for you to consider taking the under? Like 39.50 where Kyler's at? Um, You know, you put it where the rest of these guys are in the 38 
Yeah, so Daniel Jones, basically. Daniel Jones, Sam, or uh, Baker Mayfield. You put it in that 38 range, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, that's a good line. So, you know, we're 500 yards underneath that. Yeah, lots of wiggle room. Lots Lots, to work uh, with. 210 yards a game. I'm going to hammer that. You know, even if he misses a game, I'll touch wood. It's, it you know, it goes up incrementally. You're still, I'm looking at Drew Locke, you know, 250 yards a game type of numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, again, this one feels like easy money to me. All right. That's our third bet we've now uh, found and uncovered and dusted off with the Broncos. I think we Mm -hmm. have a graphic with uh, the the ones we have here. So, there you go. In Denver, we trust. Here you go. Broncos over Mm 7.5. Drew Locke over 33.75 and a half. And Drew Locke over 20 and a half touchdowns. That right there. That's the holy trinity of Broncos prop bets. It's really true. I think all, maybe the touchdowns won't, but those first two will. I I guarantee the number will be higher by the time we get to September. I think the the touchdowns is going up too. I think all of these numbers are going up. You're getting in on the bottom level. Unless, of course, you got that six and and a half uh, little bonus prop that DraftKings gave out. And shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook for being the presenting sponsor of this show uh, and putting out these juicy, juicy lines for us to hand out. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook, make sure you hit them up. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. Lots of fun sign-up promotions. And then once you're in the door, they just keep tossing promotions at you to just, you know, keep it fun. And there's a fun one tonight, Dre. Little twenty percent profit yeah. boost on all KBO bets. So that leads us into our final segment here, and and the most ridiculous and fun and and completely unscientific <laughs> and unresearched segment of the show, the KBO segment, where as you might imagine, with coin flips. We are a collective three and three on <laughs> betting <go. laughs> on the KBO. I have to say, though, my LG twins mm. are undefeated when I watch them. So do I need Ugh. to go to bed early, wake up at 3.30, stay up till 3.30? I don't know what I have to do here. Tough call. Really a tough call. I know because it takes the fun. Of, I mean, this is like it. I must admit, I I do feel alive having live sports back and uh, betting and stuff and waking up in the morning and having to go to my phone to check KBO scores and see what bets I won or lost. Uh, but, you know, part of these bets, what makes them fun is it gives you a reason to be engaged in watching the LG Twins because, you know, you've got skin in the game. So the more games we get on uh, on times we can watch, the better. Just I know. I wonder if ESPN, I wonder if ESPN reached out to them and said, like, "Hey, would you guys consider playing night games yeah. for all of your games? Maybe Truly. because I think so. The first one, uh, maybe those are the night games. So maybe they have to play early morning games because the first day was uh, day games. That's when we got them at eleven p.m. Right. So I assume you know you go four and a half hours after that. Let's. They're probably playing five or six o'clock games now. So maybe we yeah. need them to to move the schedule up to 9 a.m. games every day. Oh, if you could do it for us, KBO, <laughs> we would be so grateful. I mean, you know, the, the counter argument would be, oh, well, you can't ask that of the fans. They have work. There are no fans at the game. Let's come on. It's true. 
Let's play it. Let's play at nine a.m. And everyone's working from home, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's, yeah. What who do you, you got, got for me tonight on the right. KBO slate? And again, you can make one bet on DraftKings. No, no, no. You. You okay. do you, okay. but you okay. can make one bet on DraftKings that you get a 20% profit boost on here. So, and, and that includes parlays. If you want to get a little frisky, you oh, can really upgrade to what that 20% amounts to. Yeah, that would be, that would be tempting for sure. And I have two tonight and they are on the same game, same team. The Giants are, uh, you know, after a terrible cellar-dwelling season last year, they've come in hot, won two games on the road, and they're really blowing out the... KT Wiz Suwon. Right, the KT <laughs> Wiz, our, our favorite rappers. It's a, it's, uh, a, it's a collaboration between KT Tunstall and mm. Wiz Khalifa. Well, props to them. That's a big-time <laughs> stuff. So what the Giants have done, though, they've really blown out the KT Wiz. I, they've covered the over uh, total runs both games. So I'm taking that again, even though it's been raised to nine and a half. I considered buying eight and a half because DraftKings offers this. You, you can go alternatives. But no, I said, we're not doing that. We're, we're not playing safe or playing scared. We're taking the over nine and a half because I really think the Giants are going to win, which is why I'm taking the money line at plus 115 as well. And I think the, the KT Wiz bullpen has been so beat up from these two early beatings, and we're down to the third starter already. This is going to be a shootout. It's going to be high scoring, and the Giants are going to sweep them. So let's do this. So you're going over and nine Giants and money line. That's over right. nine and a half Giants money line. And hey, you know, if you want to get, you don't have to do it here, but if you want to have some fun, then go ahead and just package those together and yeah. use your little odds boost. And now you might really make, make some cash. Okay. That's true. I'm going to fade you there. I think it's time mm. for a little correction, a little regression okay. from the Giants. I think they've, uh, Ooh. Trying to come up with a term here that's a little less. Um, they've they've, oh, no. they've expressed themselves early here, if you oh, know what God. I'm saying. <laughs> um, so yes, I am, I do. Okay, I'm going to actually give up the one and a half runs, go on the run line here uh, with mm. KT Wiz, and so I'm giving up one and a half. That's plus one forty five. That's juicy. And I think they correct themselves here. And then I got to do it. I got to take my guys in the rubber game. So then we're going LG Twins, money line. And you know what? I wanted to give out one more, but I'm not going to. Let me just say that if you're interested in the over in that game, I, I would back you in that interest. Oh, that's an interesting one. <laughs> I would almost be tempted to take that right now because it's a plus hundred. I know. Oh, that's intriguing. Yeah, and, yeah. and the bats kind of cooled off for the twins mm-hmm. yesterday, but they do have some sluggers. Don't get it twisted. So yeah, no doubt. you know, third pitcher in the rotation out there. Mm-hmm. I assume I don't know how they do things in the KBO. Maybe they just roll out <laughs> right. their ace every other game. Yeah, that's exactly right. But I assume it's the third pitcher in the rotation going tonight. So I actually like that over. Um and yeah, and you know. I might, I might have a little fun with it and uh, package them all together. Yeah, parlay sounds kind of fun tonight. So, um, 
Stay tuned for that. I, just, I really want to watch. <laughs> We're I, probably is... going to be two and two and three and three tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Uh, we both have two games out family. there, right? Yeah. Oh, so you're saying if we parlay them, it'd just be one more. Is that what oh. you're saying? What are you saying? No, no, I'm saying we're we're just gonna win one bet, lose another, and we'll be back at five hundred tomorrow. Yes, that's <laughs> usually what flipping a coin looks like. It eventually <laughs> all evens out. Well, uh, but it's much. fun. Yeah. I, I might set the alarm for three thirty. I'm not kidding. Oh man. It'd almost be easier for me to stay up until three thirty, but then I'd be wrecked. So. And the thing is you got you're committing to stay up until six. Yeah, I legit I mean I you stayed up until the end of the 11 games. I was passed out on the couch by one. So, you know. I mean, I needed to feel the money hit my account. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I hear you. I hear that for sure. So, anyways, I believe that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Go get some action on the KBO. If you haven't done it yet, I promise it's so you're going to enjoy it. it. It is a bunch of fun. So, anyways, you got it. There's There's another Broncos bet on the table for you. Drew Locke over 33.75 and a half. I I feel better about this one than maybe any of the ones we've given out so far. And I didn't know that until today when I started looking at it. So there you go. Get on that ASAP before it goes up. And shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook where you can get all this action and use that code DNVR when you sign up. But for today, that's going to wrap it up. We'll talk to you tomorrow on DNVR Bets Daily.